Greetings. My name's Patrick, here with The Table in the Tavern. Around here, we're not exactly professionals. We don't get paid for any of the things we do. Uh, we're just playing D&D &D and having a good time doing it. Hope you enjoy the video. Once again, this video, like many others, is recorded live on Twitch. You're welcome to join us there at the table in the tavern. Alright, there we are should be currently on uh, Twitch as well. Uh, still figuring all this stuff out over here on the, the table in the tavern. Tonight we are doing a little a bit of a one shot uh, with some of my friends. I'd like to introduce uh, my friends Dean and Brandon. Uh, why don't we go ahead and explain uh, a little bit about our characters that we're going to be playing this evening. Can I start with you, Dee? Yeah, I'm going to be playing a human fighter. Um, his name is Von DeVento. And first time playing a fighter, so it should be fun. Very you good. You want to go with the background of the character and stuff like that, too? Uh, yeah, let's tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, he's a war veteran that ended up uh, kind of more or less um, just a basic soldier that ended up fighting for the king that learned different type of sword sword play, sword fighting. Um, he's older and he's human. So after he ended up getting finished with the war, he turned into mercenary work because he found out that money's nice to have. He's neutral. Uh, so as long as you got the gold, he's going to fight for you. Indeed. So, all right. Um, uh, Brandon, uh, you're also going to be playing an interesting character. This is your first time playing D&D &D in some time, isn't it, Brandon? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about so, your and a little bit about yourself? My character, my well, um, I haven't played in a in good hot minute, for one, explaining myself. A little bit of a backstory to me. I haven't played in a while. Um, I think the most recent I've played was last year when I worked at my previous job. Um, but other than that, my character that I'll be playing tonight is, his name is Gert. He is a mountain dwarf and a, and a fighter. Uh, his back, background to him, <clears throat> he's a noble, um, but he, uh, he kind of, if he's neutral, um, but if you if, if you cross paths with him, uh, it will get ugly. Um, not meaning to. He likes to try to do things on the on for the betterment of the people. He doesn't like to <clears throat> harm innocent people, if you will. Uh, but he is a he's you know, he got disowned from his family because he did something terrible that um, he's trying now to make up for. And every time in the eyes of his family, he gets shunned or he gets discredited for the ugly thing that he did. some depth to that story there. Um, looks like you uh, put a lot of thought into your character. Uh, 
that's that's yes. nice. Um, this is intended exactly as a one shot. If you know what a one shot is, but it's intended to be a a single adventure, um, single serving adventure, as it were. But uh, maybe it could turn into more. We'll see. Um, how often I can get these guys back on. We're supposed to have a third. In fact, we're supposed to have four. But uh, D&D, sometimes scheduling is the most difficult thing. And right now, one of our players is engaged or in, has an encounter of their own with a two-year-old. And so that is sidelined them for the EP. Uh, maybe another time we'll be able to get them on. Uh, for now, we have Dean and Brandon. And... Uh, Remind me again of your character's names. My character's name is Mine Gert. Is, oh, sorry. He, he, my character's name is Gert. G-E-R-T. G-E-R-T. <clears throat> and you, uh... Uh, there are Dean. Mine is Von DeVento. V-A-U-G-H-N... D E capital V I N T O. Bond it is. Yeah, he well, went like dirt it. with a whole that's, backstory. That's, I'm sitting here like, I'm a self sword. <laughs> well, he built a beautiful backstory. You built a beautiful name. Either way, doesn't matter. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, so you guys are contracted together. You guys know each other pretty well. You work for. I, uh, a group of swords, mercenaries, outside of a place called Shadowdale in Damos. Um, you work for a group of mercenaries by the name of the Astral Lakes, operating, as I said, out of Shadowdale. Astral Lakes. You have been contracted by <clears throat> some merchants it seems um, there are ships there have been waylaid otherwise sank apprehended or robbed by pirates imagine that well these merchants got smart and decided to put together a little bit of a decoy that's what your caravan is. And now, don't get me wrong, you guys are carrying some cargo, some fine silks, some spices, even some wine. You are cargo ships. You just also are carrying a bunch of men. Um, and you guys are heading up uh, a company of men. Um, or at least uh, are been told by the captain of the ship that they're to listen to your orders in, in combat. Um, after all, the captain is not a wartime vessel. Uh, this is not a wartime vessel. This is a merchant ship. And he's hired on a bunch of guards to assist, but needed some more capable hands. And that's where you come. Um, and there's a couple of other ships in, involved. Um, one of one of each of the ships are occupied by other members of your faction, the Astral Lakes. 
one of them a very well-known veteran um, and founder of the Astroblades. You know him by the name of Warren. Now, the captain of the other... Can you repeat that name again? Warren. O-R-I-N. Gotcha. I'm writing down stiff. Indeed. There's the captain of the other vessel and another member of your astral blades. Uh, And their name is Wesley Roberts. He is a known pirate and uh, uh, a a very well-respected sword, sellsword, as you Um, you are making your way. Let me go ahead and show you on the map here. If you are in two roll twenty now. Um. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm also going to provide it over here, so my viewers sure. at home or our viewers at home can also see this. Uh, what I'm describing. Right. But here you will see that there are a number of ships. One of them is actually in control of our players. Now, Brandon, here's the moment you've been waiting for. Brandon has been so excited about utilizing a virtual tabletop. Now, this token right here, (coughs) you should Mm -hmm. be able to... Why don't you attempt to do that now? Would you just look at that? Okay. So, now that we have that, uh, why am I not seeing that on my computer? I'm seeing it on me end. some reason my stream was lagging. Still ah. working on the key so okay. you're at uh, um, the table in the tavern. Um, there's a lot I've learned throughout the years of doing online D&D, but I have way more to learn. And most of my stuff, I just try to provide a decent story and a fun thing for my players to get into. So I provide ambient sound. Ambient sound, I like to say. And also a virtual map to help my players be able to visualize. But I try not to go too great into the details as I don't want to take away from what uh, what I'm trying to do. Mostly it's theater of mind. That's what D&D really is. And that's what you're going to get out of a lot of my games. I want to make sure my players know that. Also my, my viewers. I'm not trying to provide a video game. I'm just trying to provide a... Um, Simulation. Yeah, a tool. Um, mm-hmm. So, with no further ado, you guys have been 
sea-worthy uh, or venturing upon the sea for uh, a few weeks now, okay? Uh, as you have traveled across the coast of Deimos and down and around um, the stretch between Candor and Stygia, as you make your way to the far side of the world, as you know, the known world as far as you know, uh, over to Tasmal. And as you can see, the islands of Tasmal that surround it, um, which is what you're seeing now on your map, uh, I think I'm going to stop streaming that for this show. Anyway, um, so you're making your way through the waters of, um, what was it the name that I, that I called it? Tazbald? Or the water? Oh, sorry. I believe it was the Bossian Sea. Let me make sure of that. I included in the description of our campaign this evening. My notes end up all over this. You are about in the DM. You are about to take your first step into the world of fantasy called Thalia, which ironically means fantasy in the Sylvan dialect. You will be making your way <laughs> into the Bossian Sea, making your way to Chimera to deliver <clears throat> a shipment of silk, spices, and wine. You will no doubt find yourselves in combat as you've been traveling through well-known pirate waters and a few too many ships have been sank at their hands. So you will set a trap. Have fun and don't forget your job. That was my description of it. Um, but yeah. Don't forget your time. So anyway, you guys find yourselves uh, making your way through the waters. It's been several weeks, and you begin to make your way through the, the islands of the bosses that surround the coast of Danos. Um, is there anything you guys would like to do aboard the ship? <coughs> Honestly, like aboard the ship? As in, we're set, we're set sail right now, or are we just kind of stationed to be able to get ready to set a trap? Correct. Correct. You're you're there because you know that uh, the that there are pirates that have been uh, sacking the vessels that come through, uh, delivering goods to uh, the waters of Tasmal, and uh, yeah, with that knowledge, you guys are trying to set a trap. I gotcha. I kind of want to do a perception check just to be able to find out, like, specifically what we have all on ship specifically. Um, so we can, so I can try to plan out something with the long side of Gert on what we can do to be able to set a trap, more or less. Okay. Um. So perception, and a number. All right. So you want me to roll and get that all set up, or? Yeah, uh, what, what, what is your perception 
Uh, check. What is it? Uh, my perception check is actually at it's uh, plus five. Plus five. Well, what, what was the total of the check? Oh, for after the roll, it was eighteen. Cool. Um, so you do see that there are a number of hands uh, above deck as you sit uh, aboard aboard the deck itself, um, looking out. Uh, upon the upon the sea and uh, to the vast wide open you, you also take the time to gander upon the the, the deck of the galley that you're on um, there are a number of deckhands as I said um, there there's like eight or ten of them and they tend to various uh, various tasks aboard the ship none of them have shoes on as they're all barefooted and most of them wearing shorts if not uh, pants that are rolled up um, most of them are not wearing shirts at all uh, some of them wear vests and tattered tattered clothing uh, very little clothing at all um, you can see that mm-hmm. their their hands are are worked from um, the ropes and the climbing of the poles hard you, you remember shaking hands with some of the hands earlier hands the hands of the hands <laughs> um <laughs> and their hands were so well calloused it was almost like you thought placing your hand in the palm of a tree and almost like bark uh, as they're they skillfully climb the mass of and the uh mass of the ship and the uh the sails and so forth. um you also have about almost 20 men down below. As to not uh, arouse suspicion, above deck it just looks like a normal vessel, aside from a few nobles and yourselves, um, and of course the captain. But um, yeah. what would you like to do with that? Uh, it was mainly I was looking for like items, like you know what specific items, like large ropes, chains, anchors, you know. Oh, okay. I, I'm a, I, I like making traps. I missed that part. You're trying to make traps. I got you. No, you're fine. I was um, letting I was letting you finish because actually we can use though. That's good information to be able to use to use if we need to. Right, right. <clears throat> around the main mast of the ship, um, there is a cargo net that is strewn over uh, a bunch of cargo in different crates and barrels and even sacks and they seem to be strewn all together with this cargo net um, in order to keep them from moving about the deck keep them in place and you wonder if maybe there is something in there that you could use but of course you might want to check with people before you just start rummaging through this stuff oh of course definitely you don't want to be that guy <laughs> right Right in the right in the middle of the deck, just like oh, I'll just uh, go ahead and start uh, unpacking Ooh, these bags. Andy. Ooh, Andy. <laughs> I'm just gonna ransack this just for right now. <laughs> hey, they said listen to me. No. <laughs> <laughs> this is all my stuff. You start being on stuff. <laughs> Sorry. That's our safety. No, you're good. Okay, that, that gives me that gives me some pretty good information. Yeah. Um, 
do I see any yeah. like big ropes or anything like that, or chains or anchors, or you know, maybe even some powder kegs, maybe? <laughs> Why don't you roll yeah. the investigation? Investigation? Vildusa. <clears throat> Twenty-one. Twenty-one. I sure rolled good on that. You start scouring shit for specific creatures, and you're coming up with this list of items. And you're like, I know that somewhere on the ship, there's got to be like an anchor or some chain. You find some. What were some of the other things on the list? Like powder kegs, maybe, um, oh, yeah. oils or grease. Maybe the cook's got some grease. Oh yeah, yeah. There's you talk to you talk to yeah. the chef, and he's got some cooking grease. He's like, yeah, it's it's old, uh, <coughs> mainly mainly bacon. You want the bacon grease? You can have it. <laughs> he looks Splendid. curious. We've got like, some really good ideas for all that. With that grease, but uh, you better not make a mess. And if you do, I don't know where you got it. Yes, sir. Because my char- my my character, veteran background, you know, he's done a lot of mercenary guerrilla warfare type stuff. So, you know, you got to use what you've got to be able to survive. Because he's got some the the uh, chain and anchor. Now you did find that there is a backup uh, backups as the captain made sure that they had the original old anchor that came to the ship. It's old and tattered, and one of the, the barbs are broken off, but it's an anchor. Um, and the um, uh, you talk to the first mate, and the first mate is like, uh, I mean, I was told to let you guys have whatever resources you need. He scratches his head. If you need an anchor, sure. Just uh, uh, tell me, what is the anchor for? And I reassure him that I, I more or less reassuring the uh, first mate that there's no, no ill will on what I'm doing. It's for their benefit. Of course. Yes, I, I don't mean to question uh, the wisdom of the astral things. Um, uh, I I will beseech you and, uh, to to just uh, um, uh, whatever you do, don't put any holes in my hole, okay? Yes, sir. Okay. And he sends you off with the anchor and some chain. And he's like, I don't know why. Uh, I'm, I'm, he knows he's going to regret it. He's not sure why. I don't get paid enough for this. <laughs> so you find a powder keg. It's a little pony keg. You know, uh, a couple pounds of black powder uh, that one of the ship ship hands actually had. He's like he was he was happy to oblige. Um, once again, he said, "Don't I don't know where you got it." Um. But yeah, you you you've managed to come up with all the items. Tell me, MacGyver, what what now? Good. So, I want to roll for an intelligence to help him build that trap. <coughs> um, what I want to do is I want to 
wrap the chain around the the powder keg, <clears throat> if you will, for when it's lit and it explodes, it creates shrapnel, which is sending <laughs> oh, yes. particle medical part medical particles to any person in the surrounding area. Bomb. Yep. <clears throat> I'm scared. <laughs> well, and the, the large chains, my... Go ahead, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Finish up what you're saying, Gert. Sorry about that. Uh, so why don't uh, you I'm, go I'm, ahead and... I'm going. I don't think you have... Um, do you have tools of any sort? Like, uh, I prefer to see whether like uh, smithing tools or tinkers tools or anything like that that you might be aware of um, that might help you in this endeavor. You talking about me? Yes, sir. And when you when you, I don't believe that we're going to find anything quite like that. Anymore. We're going to take a look. I'm going to take a look at her. I hope you make this character. Uh, your background was yes, you, you did. Yes. Um, looks like you're proficient with history, survival, persuasion, and intimidation. Uh, your tool sets. Yeah. Okay. So why don't you go ahead and make me... You asked if you could make an intelligence check. Let's go ahead and do that. Okay. We're going to die. 17. Okay. So you managed to secure the chain around the keg of uh, powder... Um, with some rope, okay, um, and it seems to be secured quite well. Um, you managed to manipulate the chain in a way to make it nice and tight and taut to where it's not going to uh, maneuver so much when you're trying to fling it uh, out at your target. What about the anchor and the grease? What is this? <laughs> well, uh, my plan, what I was planning was with the chains and stuff, I was originally planning on kind of using them as a boats that are connected together to be able to connect the boats together by chain and go gung-ho towards the pirate ships and use that to more or less take out their ships. So As in kind of like a, a ghost ship type thing. You know, where the, the rope goes, I mean, the cable goes pink. So you want to basically throw the, the grease I was planning on board the ship and then like have an anchor to, the, to your ship and so that when their ship is trying to go away, you're yanking part of their ship is that, that, that's is that what I'm getting? part of it. That is kind of part of it. Um, my part was, you, we've got three ships going right now. We can get two of them that are connected. Try to get them trapped up for where the sail, the wind is at our back. So we have full sails. Chain in between. And put the enemy ship in between the chain. And kind of ghost ship style. 
take out everything that's in between our ships. So pretty much, in other words, clotheslining that ship. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> the grease was for if we put him right on the edge of our ship. So if the enemy is trying to board our ship, they would slip and can't get grip on trying to get onto our ship. So, as you're explaining this to the first mate, he turns like ghastly white. And he's like, I don't think I can authorize a. What you. What, what you're proposing. I. Uh, you're gonna have to talk to the captain. Alright. I would like to propose this to the captain. Alright, so you I make will, your way to I the I will captain. go with him. Alright. So you make your way to the captain's quarters. Um, <clears throat> you knock, of course, and a few moments later you, you hear a gruff, Enter! And so, of course, you make your way in. And you find uh, a very skinny tall, looks like a frail man, a bit elderly, and he's punched over some maps that are strewn over an open table, and he looks up with, with some glasses and adjusts them so he can see, ah, our mercenaries, it's good to see you before we get into it. Not, not too far off now, is it? I've never been in a sea battle before, but I'm ready, I tell you what. What can I do for you? Well, I do kind of a half bow for a respectable type of thing, and I say, Captain, and then I propose the idea on what I'm planning on doing. And then I go into a little more explanation on why we're doing this. Since he hasn't been in a sea battle, we're just trying to... You know, trying to make it where we have less casualties on our end, less infiltration on our end, and we can try to take out the enemy ship as quick and painless as possible. Unless he has a better proposition that he would like to offer. Now, I've never actually been in a sea battle. Or did make mention of that, and I have as well. I make no, no attempt to hide that fact. I'm old. I've ventured the waters all my life, sixty years ago. I know the girl as well as any other man. But, nay, never have I seen that. And before I, and before I say goodbye to the old girl. I'm going to sink some troubled sailors down to the bottom of the sea. Um, of course, I've never heard a tactic quite like the one that you've proposed. It does give me concern that it will work. Say, how do we not sink ourselves if we're, you know, uh, the waters, they, they don't exactly uh, allow you to stay exactly parallel. Uh, 
And once that other ship comes into the equation, what 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 keeps my ship from being torn asunder? It's just the same. You do make a you do make a very valid point on that. But you'll have the strain of two ships that will be taking the brunt of it instead of just one full ship. But we might we need to break it into a strong point um, just so we know that we're not going to be destroying a lot of part of our ship. Yes, the ship will take damage, but I highly doubt that the ships will sink on that one. And uh, off, uh, this is just Patrick. The, it, we're only facing one ship, correct? Or are we facing a fleet? Or uh, we don't know. No. I mean, you're not really sure. They're pirates. They don't really, you know, come and gotcha. send word Touché. and be like, hey, you know, you want to meet us down on the other side of the green belt at four? We're going to have a little <laughs> Right, right. <sighs> Take off our glove and smack him in the face and say, I challenge ye to a duel. <laughs> no, I get you on that one. Okay. Um, uh, in that, if oh, yeah, we're going to be destroying our ships. Yeah, that makes a valid point. So I'm, I'm just going to propose to the captain that you do make a valid point, sir. So I think the chain idea between the two ships is a not a good idea at all. We do have the scrap metal bomb that we are planning on possibly destroying one of the ships, but we need to figure out which ship to destroy first so we can possibly disrupt the fleet. Well, you know, my father, he was a proper Navy man. Uh, see, I never... I never got to serve the Queen's Navy, but, but, I do, I do know this, that, uh, if you're playing a Robin, that there thing, across to a ship, you know, um, there's something about planning, you should know. You see, a plan is a list of things to go wrong. <laughs> and so think about it. Exactly. <laughs> think about that as you're, as you're planning your escapade. And make sure that uh, whatever damage you do, do and whatever damage you plan on, just plan on it not being this ship or any of our other crew ships. Uh, and with <clears throat> that, I give you my blessing. And this little bit of a voice. If you're going to use that anchor, why not just make it more of the uh, shrapnel than weight? It might help get it where you want it to go. Well, I'm going to... Well, thank you, Captain, for that piece of advice. Um, what we're going to do is we're going to prepare the, the shrapnel bomb, if you will. Um, <clears throat> and... We are going to start preparing that bomb in case if we do have any others. But my proposal to you is why not, since we already have that shrapnel bomb already in place, why not make another? If if we can do that. Okay. Um... Probably gonna have to make another check to, uh, to, to, you know, achieve the desired outcome. Um, 
there is one other thing about your plan, though. You know, it's you're supposed to send it. Yeah. How are you going to send it? Um, so, I was thinking of creating, like, a small, let's see your idea, Yvonne. How about me and you dress up like women, plant them onto the, plant them (laughs) inside of a... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> a small boat as in like a little di- tiny little dinghy we slowly go over there similar to kind of like you know parts of the Caribbean going to gentlemen and then when we get on board we jump and blow it up well so you see with that play going wrong I can definitely tell you we will not make it out alive my second proposal to that is what we can't do is make use one of the dinghies, set it up just like you said, but with mannequins or wooden dolls, if you will, with that bomb. So when it gets closer, it explodes and only takes out that ship at the bottom. I like the voice, but kind of like de- death charge, <laughs> kind of like a uh, death charge style. Yeah, yeah. But what's going to be our igniter? We could, we could use. Uh, see if we, see if we have, see if we can find uh, extra flint or a fuse coil. See if we can use an extra fuses on that, like give it a little bit. And while we light it, when we send it off. And so as it's going to it, we, mm-hmm. the fuse will just keep burning. So they'll be distracted of the dolls dressed as women or other people, if you will. And yeah it will take the the distraction away from the bomb. And when it gets about midway to the ship, they realize there is a bomb on that dinghy. But what what, what is the sea and weather Mm. to our factor? Mm. We don't want to send it out there and then, oh crap, we just lit this and the waves are coming towards us. True. True. Mm. This week on the table in the tavern, how to blow yourselves up. <laughs> Hi, I'm Kurt. Welcome so to Jacket. Maybe- <laughs> <laughs> this week on Jackass, we get mannequins in a power tag. <laughs> So, how about we just, like, oh, jeez. Because we literally, that can turn really, really, how about we just That can go horrible in 2.2 seconds. Yeah, 
How about we just how about we just pump up some horrible deckhand saying that he's going to be a hero. He just got to jump off right before it blows up or something like that, you know. Jeez. Okay. You're going to okay. give some horrible, sad deckhand. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll tell him that we'll, we'll tell him that there's like 20 virgins and whatever he believes in. <laughs> so let me get this straight. Uh, D, your plan is suicide. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm going to con somebody to be a suicide bomber. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> your plan is suicide. <laughs> okay. So, uh, you can convince someone to do that, D. It's going to be a very difficult check. Oh. <laughs> Well, I'm just gonna tell him that he can jump off and he'll be perfectly fine. <laughs> but no, uh, that was an idea. Let's let, let give me a second. Let me let me check out my inventory really quick. See how broke I actually am. Luckily, you do kind of have you know chance on your side as there's like 20, 20 men in your group uh, as far as like soldiers, and you got like twelve deckhands. So you got like thirty four. 36 chances if you include the first mate and the captain. Yeah, okay. Um, can I do a either investigation or perception check to see if any of them are like like deathly ill? Or dim-witted? <laughs> or dim-witted? <laughs> Does any of them look like that their parents are cousins? <laughs> let me, That's so wrong. Let me get an insight to see if you can pinpoint the retard. I mean, the special. <laughs> I can tell by your parents were cousins. Um, My name's Jiffy. I like apples. <laughs> Luckily, nobody watched. I like potatoes. So, uh, make Patrick, an insight. And they're like, oh, oh, stop recording. Yeah, insight will do. <laughs> Give me a second. Oh, ah. 19. 19? Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, it takes some time looking through your soldiers. Most of them seem, you know, pretty sharp. You know, uh, you'd hope so, because they are soldiers. Uh, some of them have seen combat before. Some of them may be a little new. Most of them don't have sea legs, but some of them do. Um, and then you get into uh, there are there are a few green soldiers though that you may feel like you might be able to convince somebody's convinced. And then you get into uh, the actual decades. And you do remember that when you were trying to get all this stuff together, that you acquired a chain. And an old broken anchor from, uh, and you talked to an old man about it. And he seemed like he could die at any time. And so you go and talk to him. You're like, yeah, I think this is my, this is my guy. Okay. Persuasion. It's, it's either that or it's the green soldier. Your choice. <clears throat> I feel so like I'm going to talk to Gert soldier. real quick. 
Right. I feel like the but, yeah. green but soldier. I'm going to talk in dwarvish. I'm going to talk dwarvish to you just so, you know, we're kind of planning out a little bit and they're not really okay. going to be understanding. Cuz okay. I do speak dwarvish. So, I feel we can persuade the green soldier by making him sound like he's a they're here or the deckhand to make them sound like that they're, they're hero like, you know. As in they'll agree. be remembered. They'll be remembered by their island. For their great sacrifice, and actually, we will, don't say sacrifice. We'll say his bravery. Because I feel like if we say okay. sacrifice, that'll uh, I don't want to die. Right, right. I I I too agree with that, and I feel like if we hype up that story, that just a little bit more to where it, you know, try to figure out his backstory, like if he was shunned from the from his family. Yep. Or if he was um, went into the military, or became a merchant, or became on this came on yeah. this voyage to make or his we, parents, or we can proud. talk to the captain to find out. Yeah, or we can talk to the captain to see which a hole that he doesn't like. That too. <laughs> that too, and we can we can kind of swayed the captain to get on our good graces to allow this to happen that way when we do approach it with him or we approach it to him we can pipe up the story a little bit saying hey you do this this will give you some brownie points if you will with your parents with your family and friends you make your papa proud yeah, exactly. Do you hear the powder keg? It sizzle <laughs> and it explodes. And I'm a hero. Trap metals everywhere. Sorry. <laughs> so, what's your plan on delivery for this powder keg? You're going to get someone to. Oh, yeah, them? we're going to con some. No, we're going to make it seem like that we're. I, I feel that we should kind of put it on a boat and uh, delivery either dress them up like a woman or as in parts of the Caribbean style or we put a whole bunch of random junk like forks and stuff like that to make even more trap metal inside of like chests and kegs to make it seem like we're giving an offering to them possibly and then Ali on the bar. So I agree. I agree with the the fork and everything like that. Um, also, oh, maybe yeah. put in a few cannonballs. Old as, in there yep, as and well. Old rum bottles. Yeah. Um, shattering glass and, can blind and do a lot of damage. And if there's still some uh, rum in that. It can also use as an ignition to when it actually yeah. sets fire to the ship. If it does, um, yeah, that pirate rum is really watered like down. A, right, right. Just in case, just for that extra oomph to it. Well, even if it if it gets into their eyes and stuff like that, um, that can actually cause burning. Yeah, yeah. It can cause severe infections if it's not treated or if it doesn't kill them. Yep. Yep. yep exactly. So I fully, 
I fully wholeheartedly agree with that. Do they have any like contain? Never mind. I'm not going to go any further than that. I think it's good enough. I'm not going to go that extreme. <laughs> Sounds like you guys are coming up with a plan. Oh yeah. The only outcome is is you know sacrifice one to save a million. That whole good so, speech. We need to. You're you're thinking Trojan horse now? Is that right? Oh yeah, Trojan horse. <laughs> yeah. A Poseidon horse. <laughs> All right. So, how is your plan to? Uh, you got to talk to the captain about about uh, your plan. Then, is that right? Um. Oh, hey, you're just gonna go. Ahead. I think maybe we could just talk with the kid, and then. Tell the cat. I feel that we should just tell the captain that he wanted to do it for honor for his papa. Okay. Yeah. So you're talking to to a green soldier, is that right? Yes. Okay. So you point out a, uh, you know, uh, pick out a particularly young, uh, impressionable young soldier. Uh, he calls himself um, Roger. Roger. Um, Roger. Okay. He says, uh, "Yeah, um, wh- wh- what can I do for you? I, I, you, you need, you need help from, well, from me. Yeah. The, the Astro Blades need, need my help. Yeah. So, this is yes. They need your help." help. What, what can I do for you? Here at, what can I do for you? Yeah. So, this is what this is what's gonna happen. Okay, we need you. Now, keep in mind, you'll be a, a big hero. We need you to jo- board this dinghy. We're gonna have it set up to where it looks like it's an offering peace offering if you will and when when you get up to the pirate ship this is what you're going to do you're going to light the fuse then you're going to jump off we'll pick you up so i i think i'm missing a part of the part of the plan so uh i'm supposed to then take like like operate the boat and and what like attach it to the the other ship or, or yes. is there a particular part of the ship I'm supposed to target yes so they're going to when you when you get to them what you're going to do is you're going to deviously attach the dinghy if you can to the side of the ship. Now, keep in mind, when you do this, <clears throat> I don't know your backstory, I don't know, you know, where you came from, but you will be a hero amongst your friends, family, and relatives back home. They will live, they will hear about the tales that you that you did, the heroic act that you did 
to save this fleet. Um, you like, I'll, I'm gonna be a hero? You mean? You're gonna make me a hero? Uh, roll me a, uh... No, the, uh, Azura R. And your town will. I mean, I'm sorry, I gotta read it. Uh, I'd like you to roll me a persuasion check. Which one? Which one? Gert? I would assume you because you're the one doing, doing most of the talking. So if I go to your okay. character, uh, you got your skills, uh, where it says persuasion, which you're actually proficient with, um, with your charisma and whatnot. Uh, you get a plus five. So you're going to roll a d20, or you can just hit a, hit that plus five and it'll roll for you on uh, roll 20. I mean, D&D Okay. Uh, you or you can roll a physical uh, die if you have it, however you like to do it. I don't require you to use a certain system. If you want to roll a physical die and add the plus five to it, you can do that. If you'd like to roll... Okay. Uh, Roll 20, you can do that. If you'd like to use D&D Beyond, you can do that. I got a nine. <clears throat> oh. No. Oh, we failed. He, he, he's shaking his head. He's like, I don't think this plan was very well thought through. I, I, I'm going to have to decline. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'll help you in any way, you know, fighting fighting the guys. That's that's what I'm here for. But no one said anything about, you know, boarding a ship with a bomb. No one said anything about that. Oh, so you don't want to be a hero, huh? Uh, it's not that I don't want to be a hero, sir. It's just I, I don't believe in this plan. Uh, do you have a better one? It's either that or it's just going to float. We have 50-50 opportunity or disadvantage of it coming towards us or going towards them. We really need somebody to guide it. Would you like to... Uh, and your guys are... Would you like to roll another persuasion? Yeah, I'll roll, I can roll a persuasion. Uh, I will allow... In, I will allow uh, Brandon or... or what is the, the group to Gert. roll another Gert. persuasion okay. at advantage or you can roll a okay. new persuasion your choice do advantage that's the smart thing I got the same persuasion as you plus okay. five so you can roll okay. your persuasion okay. again uh, Brandon I have 15 <clears throat> 15 mm-hmm. uh, okay um all right. All right. Okay. If you guys really believe in this thing, and you think it'll turn the tide of battle, give us the upper hand. I, he says <clears throat> with a small voice, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll do what I can to, to make you proud.
Good. That you will make us proud. You'll make the Astral Blades and also your captain proud and your people proud as well, including your parents. He's like swimming. Don't be dead, please. I guess. I guess I won't need the armor. He starts taking off his armor. He says, "I'm going to get myself ready." I guess I, you know, I really don't need the armor and stuff. I just need to be swift. So, uh, so he starts taking off his armor, and he's, you know, should I should I bring a weapon just in case? Of course, you never know. Bring like a small dagger or a little cup with you. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's 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 a good idea. He, he says, "I have a dagger." He takes the dagger and uses a belt to uh, uh, add the sheath to it and ties it around his waist. Uh, so he has his dagger. He, he's like, "Okay, I got I got my little dagger." And, uh, okay, okay. Um, I, I I think I got this. So. I just got to get in the boat then and just you're going to drag me behind it or what? Um, how do you, you do know how to use oars, correct? I do. I mean, until we get to no, um, where we're going to do it. I mean, how are we? Oh, do yes, this? of course. Yes, you'll stay behind us until we tell when, and then we'll release the rope and you'll start rowing towards them. I'm glad that you guys thought this thing through. <coughs> So he, he's like, okay, you guys get everything set up. It takes, you know, about an hour or so to get the dinghy and the first mate the whole time's like, I don't know about this, but uh, they are professionals, so. Um. <laughs> so you guys get everything. I just look at him with, a, with kind of like a smile, but with a thumbs up, like <laughs> shaking my head up and down, yeah. So, you did well. You get him anchored on a on a on a tow line, and you're pulling him from behind. He's got the bomb, and he's got his oars, and he's back there praying to whatever god he prays to. I got her, Katie. In my hand. Yes. Sorry. Yeah, you're feeding <laughs> the baby. <laughs> and you've got him back there, and it's you know going on for uh, about an hour or so. Uh, as you guys continue to make your way through the waters. Um, and you can see the islands starting to form in the uh, the coast of, of Tasmal approaching upon the horizon. And you hear someone from up in the crow's nest uh, say, Ahoy, land! Land ho! And you hear some of the crew hand, ha, 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 you know, and they're like, hey, we've made it, maybe. And everyone's thinking, you know, uh, everyone starts, you hear mummers through the hands on the on the deck about maybe we've made it without having any run-ins with those pirates at all. Perhaps all this setup and practice was for nothing. Uh, maybe we can bring Timmy back in. Uh, or what was his name? <laughs> Roger. But, um, <laughs> but I like Timmy. Timmer! <laughs> you guys watching the uh, roll 20, I'm assuming. Yes. Um, <laughs> as you guys are. Give me a second. Oh, yeah, roll 20. I'm back on it. We're good. about land being uh, on the 
horizon, you hear the uh, man in the crow's nest. Ahoy! Ships ahead. Black sails. Pirates. Ahoy! Pirates. And as you look, you start to see a number of ships on the horizon between you and the coast. They seem to be coming out of from the the uh, hidden behind the islands there on the coast, waiting for you to come through that neck to make your way through the channel um, up into the heart of Tasmal on your way to Cotmeria. You hear How many ships? Sound alarm and the crew of the ship come alive. And they begin to uh, make their way to their stations as the captain begins to give orders. He stands uh, stands up tall as he cascades up the stairs to take the hell. <laughs> and a grin comes on his face as hard to your battle stations. This is the day. As uh, as he takes the the helm from the first mate, um, and you guys continue to make your way forward. You see the ships all begin to span out. There's five of them total. Um, the um, ships on your end, the three in your caravan, begin to do the same. You'll be taking control of this vessel here. Uh, see if I can pull it up on the most one easier. What I'm doing there as well. Sometimes I'm five ships. Can you guys all see that? <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Alright, good. Uh, I wish I could get one of you guys to share your screen. It's, not uh, it's okay. Um, I could probably switch it. <laughs> I was going to say... On the side note, Patrick, if you can do that, if you can screen share it and mute one of the cameras, then you can, or one of the mics, you can then do it that way and still talk to us. Well, it seems if you like, could do it that way. It seems like uh, what's going on is my screen is just going on. So, if that might be Would you just look at that? <clears throat> so now you can see him praying. We're learning over here a uh, table in the tavern. Um, how to better show this Um, so there you guys are. You guys have control of your ship here. 
and uh, the, of course the captain, he's he's going to listen to you. Whatever advice you give him, he's going to think it's good advice. Okay. So <laughs> he begins to make his way over, and you can see this ship here. It is mimicking, and it's making its way out as well as you guys span out. These two ships that begin to follow this ship out. As this ship begins to make its way forward, then these ships right here begin to give chase to okay. I don't know that see that there. Yeah, okay. There we go. So you guys can see how that's all going. So at this time, yep. I'd like to go ahead and get you guys to roll initiative. Okay. I'm going to have each of you roll for your own roll initiative. So this is a combined initiative. Whoever has the best initiative between the two of you, we can use that. You said initiative? Yes, please, sir. I got a 12. You guys are going to go on as well. I'm just going to roll. Two minutes. One, two, one. Two. The rest of your caravan is going to go on one, so they're going to go last. And the pirates, they're going to go on three. So you guys are up first. So you, as I said before, you should have control of your ship. You guys can move that ship three square. Okay. How would you like to move? <clears throat> Missed out of guard. I'm feeling we should try to get it as close as possible before releasing the Roger. Um, <laughs> not extremely close, but like close enough where. We can at least try to pick him up if he survives. Now, I do have an ability that... Where's my abilities? I do have... Those... Nope. Spells. Sorry. I do have Shape Water. Ooh, would you look at that? How would you like to use that in this situation? <clears throat> like as we get closer allow him to um, in a way I guess shape the water to where it slows down their boat speeds up our boat which in turn pretty much makes their boat dead still in the water sort of speak and the dinghy Roger is pretty much heading Roger towards this Dodger. boat it's pretty much heading towards this boat and we'll give him the the advantage the upper hand okay how, well, what's the distance? What's the distance for the spell? We don't want to accidentally put it right in front of our ship when it's in reality it needs to be right next to it. Thirty feet. 
Okay. How far is each square? Uh, I was just about to answer that very question. So, each square on this map is a little different than on this one. So, what would be five feet on this map is actually going to be what we call a pit. Okay. So, 50 feet per square? 50 feet per square. Oh, yeah, we and need that's to get five zero, really correct? Yeah. So, your ship can actually okay. move 150 feet. Okay. This turn. Which I think is 150 feet this turn. If you want to that is very, very fast. You could move. Okay. Oh, you could go faster than that. Uh, of course, this would involve a ability check. And it's all convoluted in different checks and whatnot. But of course, I'll mitigate all that. For you. How would you like to. So, Mr. Vaughn, would you like to. Speed our ship up faster. See if you guys can move faster than the three squares. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to make a pilot check, or basically a captain check for the captain. Um, anything over a 15. Okay, by five. If I if I if I hit fifteen or higher, we're gonna move an additional square. Anything higher than that by five, we're gonna move another square. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So he has a plus. I'm gonna call it a with his age, um, but with also with his um, his seamanship, he's proficient. Okay, which is going to give him a plus two at this check. His what? What? His he, what again? He's going to be proficient. It's going to give him a plus two, but then he also possesses some dexterity still, and so I'm going to give him a plus two there as well. So this check is going to be a plus four. He rolled a fifteen, so uh, fifteen plus four is going to be a nineteen. Uh, I'm going to give him advantage because of you guys' system. Doesn't matter. Okay? But he does move a square further than he would normally. So he's able to move four squares. Up to 200 feet. Now, how would you like to move this? Let's get as close as possible. Okay. So you guys can use... The just so yeah, just so he can use his up. Yeah, I see. Just so he can use his ability, his arch ability or whatever it is, or the water ability, to yeah, slow him down or speed up. You know, I don't know if you guys can see me moving or not. Yeah, I know. <clears throat> I actually like the diagonal movement because then it will actually put us. You said four squares, correct? Yes. Yeah, that would be 200. Yeah, that will put him... That will put the Roger right there. That way, like, the square or two before we let him go as we're speeding up. <clears throat> so the Roger has more time to... or. 
like a slingshot, if you will, towards this yeah. this this boat. <clears throat> yeah, and if we can take out that ship in one one blow, um, we can at least maybe pick up Roger, and um, we can um, go go assist go the other ship. Yeah, go assist the other ones. Yep, we'll take that two out. It's gonna be it'll be three v two. And then we can, and then we can loop around the and the flank. next two, and flank them from the other side. Yep. You want some? What do you want? No, I'm I'm sorry, guys. I may have misspoke. I believe what the DC would normally be. I'm using like what I would previously used for Star Wars, the saga, stuff like that, the private checks, operating vehicles. And I believe the DC is actually a 10, not a 15. So everything 5 over that would increase another movement, which means with a 19, um, you have two squares of additional movement, not one. If you'd like, you can use one more square. We legit can be right on them right now. Yeah, if we move fifty to the feet, left. the only yeah, the only concern on that one is this, you know, scrap metal because that's really really close to the targeting. Stuff flies. You can make an attack this turn with your ship. Huh? Well, um, <clears throat> I would like to oh, go ahead. Go 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 go. What? I have fireball, which is one hundred and twenty feet. I have fired sword. Ship right there. Close. You you could actually engage your target. Right. Which yeah, in turn like would actually save which would in hold on, which would in turn save the Roger for the flanking of the other two. If we time Ooh. it just right, we can hit them in the middle, and in turn it would do more damage. Therefore, making a 3v2, essentially. Okay. So, what I'd like you to do now, okay, since you guys are there, um, we are moving moving to that square. Is that correct? Yeah. 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 I just want to make sure that was good. And um, so this is going to begin an attack action, in which case I'm going to change you guys' screen. Mm-hmm. I'm enjoying this really well. Nice. You guys come. Oh, nice. Uh, now, the smaller ship of the two is you. Um, you're engaging a larger, a larger ship. Um, you can see the pirates on board. Okay. Um, your soldiers come charging up uh, from below as your deckhands make themselves scarce uh, trying to evade from combat as your captain still stands at the ready with his uh, first mate and uh, um, uh, someone else, a woman there whatever, some girl some chick 
I forgot now. <coughs> uh, you forgive me. Uh, Lane could not make it. So, Dean, this is you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Gold Chicago. Uh, and Brandon. Hey, uh, uh, we we did we did grease the the rails, right? Yes. Certainly. <laughs> this is gonna be funny. You guys also have. Uh, <laughs> Control of your tokens, okay? And I'll worry about the rest of it. But, um... Roger, Dodger. What's going to happen is I'm going to make an attack for your guys' ship. Um, and what they're doing is uh, hit specific areas of the other ship. They both they both do attack. And so they're going to do a little bit of damage to each other. I'm just going to roll some dice and you see the ships um, with volleys of fire blooming out like fiery flowers just below your uh, the deck as the ship's cannons unveil a barrage of hot iron onto the other ships the whole of the ship in entirety shakes from the velocity of the rounds, not only shooting out into the other vessel, but fire coming inward from the other side as the vessel rocks and quakes <coughs> under the stress. And you hear um, shrieks and howls from below on both sides. Um, hooks go uh, uh, shooting out from the sails and from the hole of the pirates as they hook onto your ship at the same time you hook onto theirs. And didn't mean to do that. Hold on. I'm just going to show you a little mm -hmm. bit. Of, just give you guys a little bit of a uh, visual aid as these are going to be your hooks that are going across. Okay. And these are going to be the hooks from the pirates that are going across. And these are joining your ships. If you want to get free, you'll have to deal with those. Okay? Um, <coughs> you guys are now locked in combat. Okay. Uh, you guys rolled initiative for me already. Okay. You guys are going on 12. Okay. Now I'd like you two to go ahead and roll an actual initiative against each other, or you guys can decide which of you is going to go first and which of you is going to go second. Okay. I don't care. Go All first. Right. Dwarves always go ahead and head first. We can do the higher dexterity, or ladies can go first, and that would be deep. Waka, waka, waka. 
<laughs> I missed it. Age before beauty. Indeed. So, D. So. Or Brandon. Who would like to go first at this account? Oh, I'm going to go first, and I'm going to like kind of wait at the ah crap. Are we like in the era of flintlock bullcrap, or is it just sword hand-to-hand combat? There, there is a bit of both. Trying to think, bit of both. And this, these is oh, we both. Okay. So that's actually pretty cool. Okay. You could actually, in thirty feet of movement, normal movement, you could make your way over there, essentially. Oh, yeah, uh, be, be surrounded by everybody and their brother. Or, you know, you could just shoot them. They're all within range. Just yeah, I could. Or, or, since I have the skill or the magic of the spell Firebolt, which is 120 feet, I can just engulf that whole as, like, we command the tru- the the deckhands to disengage their their uh, their hooks. I can engulf their whole deck in firebolts. Okay. Uh, it sounds like Brandon's going first. Yeah, I was going to say with the magic stuff. I got I would like to get on deck because I got a. Uh, Flame tongue longsword, that's really nice. There's there's a couple different ways that we could do that. Now you could just make your way over here, ten foot from there, and then you could jump, make your way over here, and then you still have a little bit of you know movement to still make your way. Yeah, yeah my only concern is, is that there's a that's me being the only one over there. No, no, all your compadres are gonna follow you, of course. Eventually, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, um, how how would you like to handle this? Uh, I, I maybe ranged is the way to go for that, and just uh, throw or we can, since this is now, I do have to say, is there a, a like a head ship, like one ship that's in charge, or are they just you know all with their themselves? Um, let me get a perception check. Or, no, let me get an insight. An insight. Okay. Plus two... An eight. Uh, so this is going to be. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be nice. This is only going to complete bonus action for this inside. As you take inventory of the ships, and you're trying to see what the difference between the ships are, if anything, you know, stands out as one of them, uh, perhaps looking like the leader of the others. But unfortunately, with an eight, nothing catches. Okay. So, what would you like to do? Well, Vaughn, 
we can do your way, but what I would like to do is save your ability for the other two, which is a possibility of, you know, if you wanted to, while, you know, the rest of us are in hand-to-hand combat or whatever, we can, you can go and try to find their treasure, since they are pirates, they would have treasure on their That's ship. True. Well, uh, the, the flame tongue longsword, it looks like that it will stay ignited until the flame blast until you use a bonus action to speak the command word again or until you drop or unsheath the sword. So that sucker's going to be on fire until I pretty much say so. Right, right. I kind of want to go underneath and uh, that's being greedy right now and we can lose our ship because of that. I I yeah. feel that oof, I can I really kind of want to go under deck and that's put me from going kaboom finding powder kegs and stuff like that mm-hmm. you know what I mean yeah yeah I see what you're saying because that'll blow the bejesus out of their ship but we're still interlocked with that so I know exactly that, that's a big no no um, that, um that, uh, well let's at least I feel range combat would be the way to go for right now until we actually start unhooking the ships so it looks like the green okay. is the human interlocking and the red is the ship interlocking so the human interlocking I feel would break loose because there, there'll be two different type of rope types. You know, you got the human yeah. one where you can, you know, with, Dean, after uh, we get done with the ship interlocking. What's up? Hey, Dean, to help out with that, the green are, are yes. shows that your guys have set. The red. Oh, that we are, have set. Gotcha. Yeah, and the red are ones that the pirates have set. Okay. Gold so you can, so we can easily unhook ours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's okay. Cool, cool. Sorry for not listening. That's my fault. No, you're fine. You get um. So let's start. Yeah, because we're gonna be we're gonna be taking fire as well. We need to mm-hmm. start unhooking our ship at first because, or we can just go Leroy Jenkins and this stuff and just jump on their ship and take out their ship. And then we have a high enough crew, we can literally snag their ship and use it to our advantage. Over their ship. Yeah, use it to our advantage. And on this show, it's. What was that? On this show, it's Leon Jenkins. Ha ha ha. Yeah. Leon Jenkins. Yeah, exactly. I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. I just adopted the name from him. Did I ever tell you guys I used the name Leon Jenkins? No. Yes, you did tell me that. Okay. Well, Dina, uh, the reason why is because uh, my middle name is actually Leon. Leon. Okay. I was named after my. I share his first name as my middle name, being Leon. Anyway, uh, I would always make my game account on like my PlayStation or PlayStation Two, or whatever. Leon. That was just my name. Yeah. You know, my usual. And as I got into playing online, you know, get into like, you know, PlayStation 3 and uh, Xbox, you know, online, all that stuff, 
everyone used Leon. There were so many Leons. So I didn't want to be Leon like 976. So I made it Leon Jenkins. There was no other Leon Jenkins. I was the only one. So that was my name. And it's just been that name ever since. <laughs> so that's cool. What I was gonna that's say cool. is, is if I can, since their crew is under their command by their captain, I can use a single firebolt, take out their captain. Now they become they swear they swear their loyalty to our captain. And now we have just commanded another ship, and they are under yeah, our command. pirates' role. Yeah, or challenge him to a duel one on one. There's a word for it. I can't think of it right now. Challenge for the right to be captain. Yeah, you might start with a parlay. Parlay, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's a you attempt. Yeah, that I'm gonna, you and that's literally what I'm going to do. I'm going to literally just stare face to face with the captain from our distances that we are and yell parlay. Okay. In I'm going to second that yeah. notion. Go ahead. I'm going to second that notion that we do that. Okay. Here's what I'm going to ask you to do. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm going to you to make for me a performance you're trying to get his attention from across the battle okay whether or not he decides oh. to it oh. but we're gonna so we're gonna I... okay uh, yeah try, try and perform and anything you can add to it to make it more dramatic maybe I'll give you advantage all right. So I'm going to do the performance first to give you my total, and then I'm going to tell you what I'm planning on doing to try to get his attention. Okay. I actually got an 18. And then upon mm. that, I am actually going to stand at right uh, at one of the highest points. Not really the highest points, just more of kind of like where the uh, wheel of the ship is, standing up, like grabbing onto a rope and yelling to ignite my sword ablaze high in the air while yelling it. Okay. My flame tongue sword. So you, you climb you climb and draw out your sword in order to get a you know okay. Um sure. I'll allow you to have advantage with that. Roll again. <laughs> Six. So eighteen. Eighteen's good. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we'll say that. Yeah, he sees. He sees. Okay, you've got it. Um. Now then, what I'd like you to do is follow it up with a persuasion, and because I've given you advantage for the performance, and you saw. I will also give you advantage with a persuasion. I like to see where this goes. 
Okay. So I'm pulling up his character sheet because I have the first one. The first one's eleven. Rolled a six, so plus five is eleven. So am I rolling as well? Uh, well, it's kind of him right now. Hold on. Okay. We'll I rolled a sixteen, which with persuasion plus five, twenty-one. Twenty-one persuasion. So, all right. Mm-hmm. So we're going to go from an opposing skill check, and that's uh, I guess would be a sense motive, but in this case would be a insight. So go insight. Do an insight half. Yeah. This one's gonna be the fun one. Sixteen. Okay. Um. So. He does not overcome your very high. Okay. Uh, so he he actually follows suit and he draws his sword and you see and he calls out Halt ye Halt ye men Sissy Dog has challenged me to a do I'm sorry, no no no. You have not challenged him to a duel. This no, not quite this yet. dog requests a parlay, and we of the code will honor it. Lay down your arms, allow him to board, and so they do. And your troops, they they stand aside, and they they're like, okay, let's see where this goes. So. You make your way down the steps and over to where he is. You can find him on the map. Mm-hmm. So, yep. um... Alright. So you want to, uh... All right, so he's he's there to listen to you. You guys go and and he steps down from the uh, from the steps as you board the board the deck and joins you in the middle of the uh, in the middle of the deck. He says, "All right, speak your terms. What is it? You want to surrender now? Is that your plan?" <laughs> I just start laughing and saying surrender to the likes of you. Do you have any clue who I am? I'm here to challenge you, you yellow-bellied coward. Challenge you to a duel, me versus you. Winner takes the ship and crew. You think you have what it takes to defeat me. I'm gonna stop you there. I don't think I know I have what it takes. Alright. Very well. Everyone stand aside. Here's the way. You beat me. Uh 
I surrender to you. And uh, you can have the load of my ship. <laughs> he laughs and his crew laughs as well. And if you win, you uh, will surrender the uh, the old girl to you. Scout's honor. <laughs> that didn't. I'm gonna do a um with that quote unquote scout's honor. Uh, I want to do an insight to see if he's actually being truthful or not about that. As in, as in, like to know if it's trustworthy or not. All right. I'm also going to help him with that. I want to help him with that as well. I, I rolled I rolled a oh, 10 total. Okay. I rolled a 9, which is... Or 6, I'm sorry, which is a 8. Well, you rolled a 10 and an 8. Well, I think it's pretty obvious that he uh, he's a pirate. And he's up to no good. So, uh... Yeah, I'm gonna kill him. You're not certain... (laughs) No surrender. I'm I'm gonna kill him. You question his honor. Uh, So what would you like to do about it? Would you like to voice Uh, that? With his honor? I am going to, with with intimidation, I'm going to say, no, I'm going to kill you for the right to be the captain. Oh, and everyone gets quiet. Uh, let me get her intimidation. I, 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 yeah, and I'm going to do kind of like the uh, gladiator. Are you not entertained with my flaming sword in the, um, in the air? Okay, so uh, roll me an intimidation. 18 altogether. 18 altogether. All right. Um, I like where this is going. Uh... Uh, opposing Jack. Uh, he rolled a twenty. Are you not entertained? He rolled a twenty. But hold on, I'm not done yet. Okay. That was also kind of like the um, inspiration to show. The power of like of to his crew on like if I do win that I am a uh, one not to mess with and one to be trustworthy with kind of like a this is who I am do you really challenge me not afraid kind of like an inspiration to his crew if they if it does get switched over I'm, what I'm doing is I'm rolling a series of checks, all with the uh, with your intimidation in mind. Now the 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 pirate captain himself, he's like, <laughs> "Right, you're gonna kill me, and you're gonna become captain." All right, yeah. No, uh, at first he's like, "There's there's no way you have a chance against me." And there's no way in my right mind am I going to agree to something like that from some wet behind the ears land lover like you. And you hear the crowd. You hear some of the the crew members on the uh, uh, on the deck of the pirate ship, and they're like, "Oh, oh, he did challenge. There is a 
Uh, that's, that's a challenge. Uh, that's a challenge to the right of the captain. That, that, that's one to be one to be honored. Uh, that, is, that is captain. One, one to be honored. And you, you see the first man, he's like, uh, Captain, uh, I hate to say it, but uh, the boys are right. Uh, he <laughs> did, uh, under the truce of parlay, offer a challenge to the captain to become captain. And uh, if you're not willing to uh, to honor that challenge, I I, I don't know what uh, how the crew was going to feel about that exactly. And the captain's like, very well, you wet, yellow belly, no good, land loving, milk drinking pipsqueak. I accept your challenge, and I spit. On your mother's eye. I just smile at him with this most grimace smile and say, I hope your bite is is the, better than your bark. And he takes off his he takes off his uh his his mantle and his overcoat and he reveals a rapier and a gun. And a, he said a gun? A gun, a rapier, and also what looks like a long sword. A long sword, eh? Let's do this. Let's do it. Okay. So I need to go back inside for this. <laughs> You're making me have to do. I am. You went down to the deck to talk, uh, talk, talk trash to the captain. So there they are. 
some of the crews come over yep. with you to make sure that the uh, the rest of their crew stays true to their word and doesn't decide to uh, but, you know uh, interfere in any way. No, of course. What are you wholeheartedly? So I am going to be standing guard. I'm going to be standing at the edge. Same as I'm going to be on their ship, but standing there, standing, standing by in case of, again, like you said, if, if they're not going to be true to their word, I will just rain yeah. health fire. Well, you got to remember, we have we have our crew over there now, too. Right, right. Part of the reason I will, that I will, is that I will, you guys didn't so, go to Rehobo Mall while uh, in a far lane. No, without the right. other guys, too. Yes. So, in case of... With that being said, in case if we do lose some people along the way as we're trying to get back onto our boat... Once we made it all safely, I will then ring Hellfire onto their ship. Okay. All right. So get yourself into position. You should be able to move your token. You able to move the uh, you able to move the, uh, the ship? Ooh. You should be able to move that. How do I? Uh, uh, How are ya? Okay. Um, I don't know how I was able to do that before. Right click, maybe. Right click, drag. I can move them. No, it's cool. Uh, where would you like to be standing? Um, standing on their ship, uh, right in like almost middle of their ship, at the edge. Right there. Yeah. yeah some of the guards, they're. I'm just kind of. And then they're over there. With you. <laughs> Hey, don't have the don't have the guards too close to the edge. It's greased oh, up. Okay. So yeah, yeah. You're in there. Like greased up that kid. This shit. Okay. That seems about right for this little battle. Okay. So let's go ahead and roll initiative. Be you and my okay. Eighteen. Eighteen. Bad. I think I'm just going to trust uh, D&D Beyond to do this. Uh, and I'm just going to do the pre-generated dice for initiative. Being a six. So, you're going to go first, D. All right. 
going back to DD room. So the oh, okay, sorry. That's what I'm looking for. Sorry, reading abilities. I I'm, I apologize. So he's got his weapons drawn, and we're ready for the duel. Correct. I'm reading some things, sorry. No, you're fine. I'm going to do uh, disarming. I'm going to use one of my um, superior die, superiority dies to use a disarming attack. Okay. Um, all right. So click that to let me know. If you want to move, if you want to buy maneuvers and hand fight attacks. Why do I do this? Come on, move. He has, Get out of here. We'll say he has... Uh, his long sword drawn, okay, and then um, yeah, the, the yeah. pistol in the other hand. Oh, I'm getting rid of that pistol. Get rid of that pistol. Yeah. All right. So, all right, I'm I'm, just, I'm reading up on it. I'm sorry, I was horrible no, and didn't really do much of math. All right. When 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 you hit a creature with a weapon attack, you can expend one superiority dice to attempt to disarm the target, forcing it to, to drop one item of your choice that it's holding. You add a superiority dice to the attack's damage roll, and on tar on the target must make a strength saving throw. Uh, on the failed save, it drops the object you choose. The object lands at its feet. Let's do. So, forty-eight. How would I how would I work on that one? I've never used the fighter before. The superiority dice. You learn a move okay, that's so you're going to roll uh, for the disarm. You're going to roll an attack. Yep. Okay? And then you're going to add the superiority dice. Yeah. You're going to roll up the the die that it suggests for superior superiority, which should be a D eight, right? And you're going to add that to yeah. the total. Okay. To hit, and as long as you're successful. You should be able to disarm. I gotcha, yeah. So roll the hit and then use the superiority dice. Die. Yeah. Alright, give me a second. Finding my D8. My date. Oh, screw this. I'm just going to cheat. That's uh, Roll the 23 for hit. And then I need to find the D8 right here. Give me a second. Rolling a D8. Okay. Eight. I rolled an eight on that. So what's the total? total the full total is 31. Okay. So you, uh, and you're hitting him with what now? I'm hitting him with a flame tongue long sword. Okay, so you close the distance. And strike at his pistol, and you uh, hit it out of his hand. Okay. Now I have yep. included uh, uh, sounds. 
you can use either on just don't get too carried away with it, but I want to make sure you know that's there. Uh, that you can use to help accent your spirit. Anyway, um, will you hit the uh, sword and it comes out of the uh, uh, yeah captain's hand. Which it does. I'm getting my question. Is it a? Well, I'm getting really, really detailed with this, and I saw, I'm sorry for that. But it is a flaming sword, and that is a flintlock with powder. Uh, you managed to hit it out of his hand. Okay, gotcha. We'll just leave it. Yeah. It. Um, roll me damage for the uh fire. That it would be for the flame. Alright, so it is a plus 2d6. Um, it says pl- uh, plus 2d6, and I just rolled an 11. And I can show you if you want me to, I just rolled it. No, it's probably 11. Okay. So, uh, the pistol. After you hit it with a flame tongue, actually ignites and blows up. The pistol is good. Awesome possum. Good job. Um, it, it falls but harmlessly with the boat. Um, is that going to end your kill? Um... In combat, I did that. I do have a short sword secondary, so I would like to, while I do that first swing, I'm going to do a short sword secondary. Okay. Alright. I'm rolling right now for hit. Ah. Uh, hit I, I it's eight altogether. Eight. I rolled a, I rolled a whopping one. <laughs> All right. Um. The the other strike it happens to uh, uh, to after his after the initial strike with the uh, pistol he parries the incoming strike with the other hand with his long sword. Okay. Gotcha. Cool. Is that in your turn? Um. Yeah, that will end my turn. All right. This is where it gets fun. This is where you say, "Uh, you ready?" So he disengages. And then lobs this door up into the air. The sword lands right around here. And it is animated. Animated? It comes to life. Okay? Flying in the air instead of hitting the ground. And strikes it. Okay? Ow. Okay. Does an 11 hit? 
I'm going to say no, but I, I, I no. want to make sure you know your ACD is. I know what it is. I'm lagging right now, but I don't... Yeah, I was going to say, I'm, I'm lagging right now. It was, it was white screen for me. You should have the Yeah, ACD. I'm at 18. So yeah, I do have 18. It misses. But it, you, you're, you bring your short sword back around just in time to, to block the attack you're taking off. Taken back from him. And he backs up. And then he extends a hand. He extends a hand and casts a stop. You hear him say a, a couple of words and hold out um, his hand and a, a, a fire extends and it comes. He's cast burning him. Um, and you were going to take till the 15 fire. You can make a saving throw. Okay. Take half. Yeah, I'm going to, definitely going to do that. Yeah. 20. Dexterity 20. Uh, you take after. Okay. Alright, so that would be... So you said it was 15 damage, right? Yeah, so 15 me, uh, don't divided... That's going be... Yeah. Yeah, uh, 15 damage. Thank you for being on for the little track. Uh, and... That's gonna... End... My turn. That brings us back to you. There's this animated sword standing next to you, floating in the air next to you. And he has just cast Burning Hand. And you just ducked underneath it, but the back, your back has taken a bunch of fire damage. You feel it still burning on your on your cape as you uh, whip your arm back around. And yeah. So how much damage did I take first? I'm, I just now got okay, the screen. Okay, so you're going to actually oh, take uh, eight points of fire. So. Eight damage. Boom. Gotcha. That's what I need to know. Um. I am going to close. The, I got an animated sword to my left. I've got him probably about a good five feet in front of me, give or take on that one. Mm-hmm. And okay. So, it's gonna sound crazy, but I'm gonna. I'm closing the gap and going right to him. Okay. Uh, Alright. You close the gap and you charge forward. I'm, re- re- I'm reading, sorry. You can move your token. I want to make sure you know that. Okay. As Bull you charge forward, the long sword that he threw there, I'm sorry, Doug. 
but it's going to get an attack of opportunity. Does a 21 hit? It does hit. So, luckily, I'm going to count this as one hit. So, it's going to do. Um, it's not, not going to be one of those two handed, you know, deals. I don't think it's a deal. But, uh, <clears throat> I don't think it adds anything to it. Yeah, okay. So, it'd be a total of nine flash. So, just nine slashing damage? Nine slashing. Alright. Um. What would you like to do? Not that I'm reading up right now, sorry. No, I'm fine. horrible, Captain. You're okay. So as as you're reading up, okay, um, Brandon, over there. Yes. You notice though, that the first mate is making his way down uh, the stairs over there. And he's been making Now stand right over there, not too far from where you are. Watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there anything you would like? You know, you're I would, uh, interfering in the match, whatever. Yeah. What I would like to do is, I mean, I would, I would keep my, I'm keeping my guard up. <clears throat> um, can I roll for initiative or insight to figure out what his intentions are? Sure. Go ahead and roll me this. Right. Uh, 17 plus 2, 19. Are you following his path? And your Steve glances over at you, but then he looks back and he's looking at the fight. But he's looking more specifically, it appears, down on the ground, right around in this area. Very curious about where he is stepping. Okay. And so. You follow his eyes down to that area. Why don't you roll me a uh, perception? Perception? I got a six. Okay. You're looking, looking over in the direction, and you see the 
the grate there, and it looks like it's like a cargo bay or something. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you wonder if maybe that's what he's so curious about. Maybe, maybe that's it. Has a lower level feel there. Looks like it confuses him over there. Like into the the hole. Other than that, it's okay. Not only noticing. Adina, are you still here? Yeah, I'm still here. I might, my uh, AirPod just died. So what I'm going to actually do is I'm just going to do a, um, I, I'm going to do some combos because I, I realized I have an extra attack that I totally missed from last time. Okay. <laughs> and so I'm going to use uh, a phone sound on like strike at him and then short sword right afterwards. And then use an extra attack for uh, with the flame flame tongue long sword. Okay, go ahead and do that. Twenty four for hit. That hit. Oh hell yeah! One d eight plus four, and then. There's nine. The first regular damage is nine, and then a two d six for the fire. So nine. Yeah. So uh, that that does hit, but as you connect with with him and you see your blade come down, he just utters a word just in time, and you see a force (laughs) emanate, and he appears to have cast heal as a reaction. Is it a heal? Steel. Oh, gotcha. Uh, and just at 44, it's just five over his armor class. So he can't shield his AC. So it comes up his AC. So uh, he, uh, your attack actually ends up missing. So that damage that you roll. Okay, is that is it just a one turn thing or is it over him? It's just it's a reaction. He's okay, gotcha. Starting to figure that out. Yeah. The sword, the burning hands, the reaction with the um, He's not a normal fighter. He seems to be a death with a blade in is that going to end your turn? No, I'm using. I got. I got a short sword for a secondary okay. attack. Let's let's do it. Ah, that one hits. What's thirteen? Thirteen total. Yep, thirteen total. Uh, and with your second attack, he, he pulled. He he just ducks back out of the way. Yeah. Completely missed. Okay. Is that going to injure her? So. Would I be? I would be able to use the um, uh, extra attack, right? Yeah. 
My first two myth. Okay, okay, gotcha. I just was double checking on that one. Yeah, Flame Tongue Sword's going to swing at him again. Okay, make it attack. 19? Uh, 19. Yeah. Okay. And then roll for damage. That's eight. Eight regular damage. And then I'm going to do it the 2d6 for fire. Right. Oof. Oh. There's a, the fire was nine. Okay. Uh, what was the slashing damage? The slashing damage was eight. Eight and then plus nine. Nine. Yep. Nine. Seventeen. All right. So, yeah, the shield comes up and blocks the the first attack, and then your your short sword it comes and he ducks ducks backwards. You lunge in and come back around with that long sword again and hit him in the hit him in the uh, shoulder, and he he feel you can see his his shoulder it burst into flame briefly uh, as he pats it out and uh, you can see him cringe as as the, the, the blow is, is hurt him. He's not used to being hurt. You hit him. So would that be would that, could that break the concentration? Oh, it's an animated. Never mind. I was thinking it was a concentration spell for the sword. That's a flying sword. Yep, exactly. Um, yep, exactly. Um, is that going to end your turn? Alright. So I got the sword right behind me. I think on that, um, I haven't moved. I, I can disengage, right? As a kind of like, actually, that's a stupid idea. I need to stay close to him. I'm, I'm going to stay right on him, just showing, you know, because if he does a fire damage, he can hurt himself as well. Okay. Um, so. That ends your turn, then. Yeah. So, um, you see the sword, and the sword is going to attack it. Um, uh, does a sixteen hit? No. Okay. So the the sword just barely, nearly misses you as you duck at duck. The, uh, um, and the uh, pirate cat with you all up in his grill is going to attack at you with his rape. He pulls his rapier from his uh, from his uh, scabbard and makes an attack. Does a step at Nope. And it's with that he he uh, he snarls that you you uh, can't keep this up for long. Sooner enough, you'll fall like all the others. And uh, that brings us your turn. Uh, back up to your turn. So, but before, so I have a uh, before ahead, we get um, Brandon. Yes. <clears throat> this 
didn't start. Get off. Whisper something in a dialect that you don't quite comprehend. And they, you see that all the guys, they clear off of great. Like a scratch. Uh, and with that, uh, Gene, it was your turn. I'm sure it's. Alright. Oh yeah, I am going to do, do a What was that? That's a bold move. Bold move, Cotton. Let's see if it works. We'll see, if it oh. <laughs> see if it works out for him. So I'm gonna do kind of like a um a, a strong. I'm trying to push him back further, like close to the edge. So as in a kind of an intimidation attack, where it knocks him back a little bit. Um, kind of swinging my flame tongue long sword for actual attack. So when he moves back, I'm going to kind of do an unarmed strike to push him back. Or with the unarmed strike, would would I be able to do like a kick? Sure. Since it is, yeah, okay. So my first attack is going to be the, with the flame tongue long sword, okay. as in a slash, so it kind of knocks him off guard. All right. Thank you. Thank you. That is going to be eighteen. 18. 18. So you attack him with the flames on longsword. You see him with his rapier. He parries and he steps back and his That's best you got. So on the, uh, I'm just gonna, I'm going to do a, um, what was it, an extra <laughs> on the lurch back. So he deflected, and I'm literally going to, while his arm's in the air, quickly reverse the blade and bring it back up towards him. Okay. Uh, here. I'll make it another, another attack. I like the creativeness. That's going to be... That's... <laughs> this is nine, like a, 19. Um... 19. 19 hits. Oh! Uh, and he uses another charge. And you see it come up and... Lock once again. This, uh... This attack. <laughs> He bridges backwards. That almost caught me. Careful, man. You keep on hitting. And as he kind of does, 
as he kind of does the almost got me, I'm swinging my short, short, short sword right at his gut. All right. 17. He backs up. <laughs> You're a wiry. Is that going to hit your turn? I just kind of have a, I, I'm just smiling right at him, kind of like a Gold D. Rogers smile, that big old shitty grin, like, oh, there's more to come. And um, so uh, I, the extra attack, does it work for both weapons or just one weapon? You know what? Screw it, I'll give you another attack. Go ahead. I'll let but you I wasn't for sure. I'll let you yeah, I... the score with advantage because I like it. Oh, jeez. Okay. All right. The first one is a 19. Well, that would hit. It would hit anyways? Okay. So, yeah. A 1d6 plus 4. Nine. Nine points of slashing. You come back at him again. Oh! You walk a little better than I thought. <laughs> it's no matter. He looks up and looks dead at the, uh, at the first mate. And he grins. That is in your turn, of course, right? Oh, of course. Yes, definitely. And he kicks. Does a twenty saving do I have to do? Does a twenty-three hit? Of course it hits. We're gonna do four points of bludgeoning damage. Now I need you to make a strength saving. Do the damage first, strength saving throw. Twenty-three. Twenty-three. You hit it right on the nose. Wow. That is lucky. <laughs> he kicks you and you, you feel your heel back up and uh, you, you hold your ground. I'm sorry. What I should say <laughs> is as he hits you, you find your footing and are able to stand your feet. Okay. Yeah. Kind of lock my heels and like. Alright. And he's going to kick you. Here we go! Does a 17. No. Yes. So he tries he tries again to push you. He hits you with his hand. And you dodge his hand out of the way. Uh, and wax on, wax off. He looks at you furious as the sword attacks you from the Does a 14? No. He's very mad now. He's like, why won't you die? And 
It's your turn. I look at him and say, because you're the one that's going to die today. As I bring my, pretty much swing my flame tongue longsword, like as hard as I can, right down on him. So we're just as in like, pretty much trying to kill him. As in brute force, as in shitty and grin, like you're going to die. All right. Make me an attack. 19. You would hit. And he, once again, you see him say a word and make a gesture of the steel. Comes up. <laughs> I laugh. I just start chuckling again and swinging the sword again for my extra attack. Sixteen. He dodges the left with his uh, rapier, sending your sword down. Swing the short sword. All right. Twenty-two. Yeah. Man, my short sword likes me better than everything else. Jeez. <laughs> Eight. Eight points of uh, slashing damage. Yep. <clears throat> You'll get you for that. Um, and he tries to kick you. Oh my god. Ah, okay. And you can see as he as kicks forward, this time he's his fifth all together. And he rebounds back with the great plunge. Does a 20 huge. Yes, it hits. And the needle point of his rapier sticks right into uh, in between where your armor meets on your side underneath your underneath your arm. Take that. Yep. And uh, the rape the stork, dancing stork, is going to attack because of 25. Yes. The sword comes crashing down from behind you and hits you on your back. You can feel its blow heavy on That is a uh, Ouch. I'm breathing heavy now. Yeah. <clears throat> that is your turn. And we'll save us kind prosperity. Every member of the Astral Blades always carries with them healing. I have a healing patient? We'll say you do. Every member of the uh, Astral Blades never leaves home without it. As a bonus act, I'll allow you to take a uh, healing potion and uh, maybe regain some. Yeah, let's do that. 
That'll be the smallest thing to do. So, uh, for a healing potion, a basic healing potion, um, We're gonna roll a uh, 2d4 and add two to the total. A 2d4? Now, what I will do is I'll use a home food of one of my friends. And if you choose to use an entire action instead of a bonus action, you can get, you can get all full health, so you'll get ten back, but you'll lose your action. All ten. How's he? How's he looking? He's looking a little bit, a uh, little bit worse for wear, but he's still pretty stout. Okay, yeah, let's do that. Let's heal. The, let's do the ten. All right, so uh, you take a take a breather and uh, use the. Now, as a fighter, you might have second win. Let's see that. Let's check action. I do. Once per once per short rest, you can use your bonus action to regain one d ten plus five. And that might help you keep living. Yeah. Okay. That would be the best thing to do on that one. So I that would I will be able to use my action for the the potion and then the other for healing the rest of the way. Well, healing my yeah. Oops, what the heck did I click? Do I have a D ten and work for D ten? No screw, I'm gonna do it the old school way. Well, not the old school. So roll D ten plus five. Yeah. Nine plus five, nine, fourteen. That's fourteen plus oh, nice. ten. That's twenty-four. That's pretty good. Uh, do you want to try to disengage and back up? <laughs> disengage on a mage. I'm just That's asking. a horrible idea. Right. Pretty um, close. I like it. Alright, so uh, is that gonna end your turn? Yeah, I'm gonna look I'm going to honestly just keeping close to him would be the best option on that one. That's trying to get away from him, he's gonna hit me hard with this spellcasting mages. Alright, so that uh, helps you out a lot. You're almost back with Yeah. Alright, um he he looks looks at you. He's uh, oh, I see. Up to some tricks. You think you still have a chance? There's no way I'll ever give in to you. And he uh, disengages to back up. And he is going to. <clears throat> he casts uh, magic missile. 
No, you know what? You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna use something different. I'm gonna use something almost devastating. Uh, I'm gonna. He's gonna cast Dramatic War. I'm gonna cast it at third level. There's a 17 hit. Nope. So this chromatic war of, of uh, let's say, uh, ice shoots out, and you you see yeah, it just you, this ice fight shoots off and goes between you and uh, the rest of the crew and off to this side harmlessly into the water. And there's like shit. Had it hit you, I'd have it off. Yeah. R, he says. And that's going to make it the flame, the Dancing Sword. Dancing Sword, uh, actually, I take that back. Dancing Sword returns to the hand of the, uh, the guy that owns it. So it is off the map. You said off the map? Uh, yeah, hold on. Try to select it now. There we go. There we go. Now, it's the flame, the, the sword jumps back into his head. Okay. So the sword is off the map and he's backed up all the way to the edge of the ship. The other end Trying to get a little distance from you. In order to hit you hard to take away that health that you escape. The key word, dry. And that brings it to you, man. Your turn. Oh, oh yeah. I'm going to end up um I'm running in on him and kind of like right when I get to him, of course, swinging the flame so the flame tongue sword. Yeah. Like right at him. In a really, really cool, like dancing motion. Like kind of like a spin. Okay. So you move forward and uh, make your attack. All right, 16 for hit. Uh, 16 uh, does not hit. It falls harmlessly. As he parries it through his Alright. Bring in the short sword. As in, like, bringing that around. Yeah. As in, kind of like a, doing a spin, kind of like a sword dance type thing. Swing the fire sword, swing the short sword. So I'm going to swing for hit for short sword. Of course. 24. Okay. <laughs> uh, you swing around with your swords. The first one he, he, he carries out of the way with his uh, rapier, and the second one comes and gets him in the side. What's the damage on that? Nine. All right. Uh, he, he cries out in pain. Arr! And is that going to end your turn? Oh. Oh, no, it's not. I'm going to use extra attack by bringing that fire sword back around. Okay. Make another attack. Kind of like a full... Full spin and a half. Ew. I know this is not going to hit. That's fine. So. 13, that's not going to hit. No, that doesn't. Nope. 
really, really cool type of thing. Spin, 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 spin. And then, yeah, I think I'm going to, um, I got a pretty good hit on him. So let's see. Yeah, I'm going to. What's your plan, Dean? Well, action, 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 sure. okay. action, action, sir. You can take one additional action on your turn. This can be used one time per short rest. Would that be like an attack? That's a full attack action. Oh, yeah. I am going to swing my fire sword for a disarming attack okay. for his rapier. All right, make make an attack and add your uh, your um, maneuver die. Should be a D8. Yep. This one's good. Seventeen plus seven, seventeen eight. Twenty four for my attack plus the uh, plus D eight. So let me do that one real. Quick. I don't own a D eight. I realized. Plus a six. So. So you um thirty. Thirty. Uh yeah. You really quick, are you guys able to hear me? Yeah, we're about to yeah. get off. We're about to pick the session in a second. Um Oh no, you're good. You you hit the rapier and fling it out of his hand. And it goes flying, yeah, pings, sticking into the uh, the ground. We'll say it's right, uh, right over here on the edge. Yeah. No more pokey pokey. No more stabby stabby. No more exactly. Stabby stabby. Uh, yeah, after that, that is complete. Yeah, after that, that's my, that is my turn. Uh, Brandon. Oh, it just went white on me. Yeah. You see the, uh, first mate. And he steps forward, grimacing and saying something under his breath. He steps forward. Uh, and he seems to be pulling something out from his coat. Why don't you roll me a perception? <laughs> All right. Get here. What? Okay. Give me one second. You said a perception check. Nineteen. All right. So you see him pull his hand out from under his coat, having gotten something in his pocket, and as he brings his hand up to his lips, you can see him push a dart in between his fingers. You can see what looks like a small tube in his hand, and at the other side, you can see what looks like a little protrusion. He has what looks like a blow dart hand and he's just loaded it with a dart and he raises mm-hmm. up 
in order to, you can see him lining up a shot at, uh, at your compadre. What would you like to do? Um, I would like to move forward as, as if I'm right beside him. Um, you see him there on the map, right? Yeah, I can see him there on the map. Okay. Uh, I can move you forward. Yeah, for some reason. So you want to get move me forward? Or do you want to get... Yeah, right next to him. Okay. Right next to him. No, right next to him. Okay. Yep. And <clears throat> um shit. I am actually going to roll an intimidation for for uh reminding him to not interfere and to stay true to the pirate's code of a parlay and duel or a challenge for the captain of the boat of the vessel. Okay. Make me an intimidation. I was doing your intimidation. I rolled an 18. <laughs> He looks at you and scoffs. Ha! Pilots have no honor. And he goes to blow. I will then bring my battle axe and put it in front of his his mouth, his face. As a way of, if he's going to interfere, then he will have to deal with me. Alright, so you bring, he uh, he puts his his lips up to the the thing, and you bring your battle axe in between Lodark's lips. I'm going to give you advantage. Roll again. Mm Mm-hmm. For intimidation. intimidation. 10. Total. You're rolling yep. uh, two more times. So, with an advantage, means you roll twice. And 21. There we go. So, he's like. Uh, That'll be good, Calvin. Yeah, he, he's like. Uh, uh, I, you're wrong. You're right. You're right. Um, (laughs) And he puts the uh, blow dart down. He's like, we'll let them settle this themselves. Uh, And with that, (laughs) we're going to pause and we'll pick this up next week. Now, normally I do a one shot and it's one and done. Now, we did have a long plan that we kind of put together. Therefore, I let the game go a little bit longer. (laughs) We are set up a little bit complex and I wanted to I, I didn't want to take away from your guys' creativity he's getting somewhere and yeah, quite no, I appreciate that. hilarious on my end it's always entertaining <laughs> for me to watch you guys <laughs> come up with these schemes and 
Roger's sitting back there. What's going on here, guys? Roger still doesn't know what he's doing. He's like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I'm just, hello? Is that the signal? What? What is that the whole signal? plan we had for Roger is just, you know, <laughs> that whole plan for Roger is like, he just sat there twiddling his thumbs, you know, like, I thought I was going to be the hero. <laughs> uh, so uh, uh, with that, guys, it was really fun. I'm just going to end the stream. Feel free to <laughs> Thank you for watching. We are completely freelance. We just love playing D&D. This episode, and others like it, are recorded live on Twitch using Discord, Roll20, and D&D Beyond. Artwork was created using Wonder and was edited using Wondershare. Again, thank you for watching. And please, like and subscribe for more content like this.